0: This week on Not Sauce for Work, Mo Khan of TSN 690 joins us as Terry is off. We take the opportunity so that Mo can drink my tears after the Georgia Bulldogs lost in the SEC Championship to Alabama, Bill Belichick was intent on ruining my week before it started, and we discuss two embattled NBA point guards. We will get into this and much more on this episode of Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Welcome everyone you are listening to and perhaps watching Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Joining me is the uh, invasion known as Mokan. We are coming. Uh, Mokan, of course, joins us. Uh, Eagle is producing, as always. Uh, How's it going, MK?
1: I am well. I've been uh, summoned from the uh, exile of uh, prisoners to come here. Remember we lost them in the jungle?
2: You couldn't find them for like six months. Yeah. If um,
0: If you can't hear the mo from the trees... Yes,
2: look for the bow ties. Look for the bow
0: ties. Look, look for, for the bow ties. The, look Trail for the bow ties, the bow ties or the uh, the, um, the, cl- the Cavaliers hoodie.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's all good. I should have <laughs> worn Team <laughs> Canada stuff today, though. It's true. It's true. The Lululemon stuff, the nice stuff. What no, you got how about the soccer team? Oh, yeah, yeah I, got, I got some free swag. What you What
0: you got going on, MK? What's so What's new in the world of you?
1: Nothing much. Nothing much. Play by play. He's an esports star now. Esports, yeah, yeah. yeah this is your chance to promote stuff, so don't yeah, say yeah. Not much. <laughs> not much, you know, uh, radio, still doing the radio We're doing do that for you, buddy. play by play as well, a lot of that right now. Um esports did my first ever te-ta-te in esports hockey, which is a lot different than real life. What was the
0: last video game you played?
1: Uh FIFA. FIFA, yeah. Which year? Uh FIFA what year? uh fifa 2020 oh that's not bad it's yeah. more recent than i thought that's yeah, not well, bad that was the summer i played it yeah that's cool
0: yeah. um so yeah that's um that's cool and of course you're you're on uh, tsn 690
1: that's right tsn 690 doing a lot of stuff for them and the tv side of it as well um again a lot of play by play right now wrapping up the uh fall games that i have and get gearing up for the winter which will be thick and fast with games coming through
0: absolutely and uh that's uh, it's good to hear um, for those of you who have not yet done so, please do like, subscribe, um, rate, review all those wonderful things because that's how we keep the lights on. Um, I want to, because I have a real journalist in the building here, <laughs> Eagle. According to Terry, I'm not. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, so I, uh, like I've known you for a long time, right? Like we've yes. known each other about a decade.
1: We're approaching that, we're pushing yeah. the ten-year logo of our like, yeah. anniversary. Yeah,
0: full full disclosure: like you were the MC at my wedding. Like we're close friends. Yeah, like we're we're <laughs> friends outside of here. Um, you know, we 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 work together, of course, uh, in Flight Plus Football, and we we've done some work together. You helped me get this idea of Hustle Sports off yeah. the ground and all that. Um, so the idea, and I know your your ideals when it comes to journalism, you know, uh mine, and as much as we work in a podcast space um the the white hairs betray me and people know my age but also when it comes to my sensibilities i think um that's part of that as well um i had some interesting uh feelings when i saw initially uh hulu um which is owned by disney yeah um they put out they put out a um a teaser that they're going to have a documentary about um the the events at Astroworld uh, and travis scott and the the first thought that i had was that well this seems quick for a documentary and then the next thing was the documentary was called concert from hell and it seemed really quick in terms of a turnover that you're already calling this concert from hell, you're already framing it that way i feel like you haven't even really conducted all your interviews yet you haven't really like done the work like you haven't you you start with a hypothesis that already frames your conclusion right so i found that to be sort of a strange framework and then i found it to be a little soon to be to be putting out that kind of documentary and i, I was curious to get your thoughts because i was like uh, you know if i talk to 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 some people who just exist in the podcast space they don't really see it that way but you know again based on our, our sensibilities i thought mo might be the, the good person to have this conversation with
1: well they, they must have these uh filmmakers they must have a plethora of people to interview, right but yeah the thing is the unfortunate incident that happened in Texas was what a month, two months ago, give or take that's a short turnover of doing a documentary yeah. that, this is more like the FedEx overnight process I'll take that in amazon do this. prime amazon prime uh super uh, expediting the whole process. I just think that it's probably a slanted view, yeah, whatever it's going to be for well, what
0: you're not calling it like you know um sadness at World, or no, you're calling but, it the concert from hell. hell
1: yeah it kind of gives it a pop and that's not the pop you want but i just yeah. think now piece that the reality is if you did a proper documentary of this unfortunate incident this would take a couple of years
0: yeah well like we saw for example with firefest like that yeah. like that was you know it was not perfect in in terms of like the the ken burns ideal of a of a of a no. documentary but it was it was well researched and i i remember reading about it um Uh, like regularly as updates were coming out, being fascinated by the story. And then eventually the documentary dropped and I still learned from the documentary. So it was still well made in that sense. Whereas this feels like, oh, it's just all the stuff I saw on Twitter put together in a compilation. Like, I don't know if they can get proper clearances and and, and do all the the groundwork to do a proper documentary. Yeah,
1: it's like the Aaron Hernandez documentary that came out on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I think it was like two, three part, whatever it was. It still has some holes because it, it was just fresh. You know, and it's like, well, if you went a couple more years and do some more, you know, deep dive into yeah. this whole process, maybe you find some more information on, on Hernandez and his family background. It just felt like, okay, well, look, like we, we know his family was dysfunctional, that it was not a proper home that he was raised in, and the whole uh, the webbing of his aunt and then his uncle and all this stuff that came through. Then the unfortunate situation that happened at UF. And then, of course, with him being real that he's homosexual, yeah. I mean, you just—I feel like it was rushed. There wasn't a full detail for that documentary. So, relation to what we have for Travis Scott coming up here, uh, again, I just think this would be a rush thing here. And then we're gonna have one presentation, and that's it. And then, in reality, for Hulu and these guys, you might want to tap the brakes a little bit yeah. and just let this. Well, it's been pulled.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Disney has uh, has pulled it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I I do hope a documentary eventually comes out, and I'd Such like to will. see it. Um, but it's just interesting because, you know, another thing happened um, with, a, with a member of our team, brought a story to me from the, the La Presse about, uh, about Gorton um, and the Montreal Canadiens and um, his lack of ability to speak French. Um, we, you, you know that I know David Sampson, who used to be VP of the, yeah. the Expos. Yeah, yeah. Um, he often talks about how uh, difficult the French media was with him, even though he spoke French. He just had a strong accent, and he's American, obviously. Sure. Um, and so, Gordon obviously struggled in his press conference. He labored through the French as well. And so, this this was an op-ed piece talking about how the you know the general manager of the exp- of the of the uh, Montreal Canadiens needs to speak French and needs to address the media. And and I thought to myself, well, first of all, I don't think it's. Re- re- a ridiculous ask that the person in charge, or if it's not going to be him, there needs to be someone who communicates with the media. Right. Because, like, there's not a, there's not a CEO of, of an American company that's, that only speaks Mandarin, right? Like, they're choosing of the options who speak the language who can communicate to shareholders, which the stakeholders for, for a team like the Montreal Canadiens partially is the media and, and the, the community, right?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, being a, being a, a part of the whole Habs uh, media scrums, yeah, the the French culture, the French language, as we know, is v- very vibrant in the province of Quebec. And in the case that we have for Jeff Gorton, where he's at, being an American, you know, Journal de Montreal took some uh, pop shops towards him. In the oh, but that's Journal de Montreal. Hardly here. a newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a it's a very extreme newspaper, yeah. but. Tough but, way. you know, th- that's the thing, that eventually the Habs will hire someone that will have yeah. a, a domestic background of the language in this province that will uh, hopefully ease this, the, the microscope on Gorton for what he wants to build for the franchise. But I think now if he's moving forward here, this will be the, the forefront because whoever he hires, yeah, that GM, and that GM maybe hire a new head coach, they better be home run hits because, home run hires because they can ill afford to flame out because Gorton won't have that that credit to stay for ten years as well yeah, as Mark Bergeron, for sure.
0: The 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 one thing about that story that I found interesting was I then read it, and it was an op-ed piece, <laughs> and and it's just people largely don't know the difference. For example, between a, an opinion or an editorial piece and an actual article, you know what I mean. So, right. and I didn't blame him because I still read a newspaper. Um, you're still involved in the news, but a lot of people don't. That's that's most of what people consume in the first place.
2: Uh, so I don't want to necessarily take too much time on this, but. You are right now. <laughs> the, well then, well, the <laughs> new Android operating system literally does real-time translation, and it's actually quite accurate. I so convers- I don't understand why we can't just get the best person and get a translator or an automated translation. Well, well but would you
0: would you make that case though for a CEO who only speaks uh, Spanish?
2: Yes. Well, hold on. Let, let, but like, like if that's the best, like, like that's the best th- candidate to run your company, then yes, absolutely. But if if,
0: if, if that's going to be the standard moving forward, then I agree. Yeah. But that's never the standard.
2: But why not? You know, the technology is there. Why not?
0: I, I agree. Look, I, I only communicate with my mother-in-law through my phone because it translates for the two of us because we don't speak the same language. Spanish is my fourth language. English is her second language. you have
2: interpreters language. for like uh, American Sign Language and stuff like that for a lot of con- press conferences, too. And even at concerts, like artists will have yeah. people like signing the lyrics. So why can't we get a guy to translate a fucking speech on a podium?
1: I, it's just not common, though. Well, here's the thing, right? I mean, let's look at U.S. sports as being, you know, the geography of English and Spanish being the, the main two languages in that country. Uh, I never heard – I know it's more prevalent here in, in Quebec, but you go to South Florida, no one's screaming that the Miami Dolphins are not hiring a Hispanic head coach. Brian Flores. Brian is, Flores. He's Hispanic. Yes, but but before that with Don Shula <laughs> yeah. and others before him. But, you know, the Miami but, Hurricanes. But but but, but so – but. But then the part Miami of hurricanes.
0: Miami does freak out when they don't. So, like there was an out crying for, for for Manny Diaz, and they chose Mario Cristobal, which we'll talk about later, who's a o- local over over Lane Kiffin,
1: <laughs> right? But you know that's the thing. I was gonna say Cristobal is a local guy, so yeah. he appeases the both languages, as we saw with his. And Cristobal he appeases
0: friends. the rich crowd from Columbus. But again, we'll ta- we'll talk <laughs> about we'll talk <laughs> about the Hurricanes uh, later to, later this evening. Um, I just I just found it interesting again, Mo, because again, I I I, I think that when you read something, there needs to be discerning eye and especially when you see these documentaries and like, for example, the Michael Jordan docu-series or the, the Beatles docu-series that's out now on, on Disney Brady Plus now. or Tom Brady. These aren't documentaries. These are interesting stories told by the people involved. They're controlling the narrative. They're it's controlling the narrative. And, and so, but the thing is, you know, they talk about people saying fake news when they're talking about journalists but then when, when the, the story's molded by the person like while they were there, yeah, but they're still like making themselves look bad, right? So I think, I think it's something we have to look forward to um, moving forward. It's not going away. This type of work is not going away, but I think discernment is important as well. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to get your thoughts because again, I know we're both old-timey in, in this space. Um, and uh, so needless to say, I thought it was an interesting conversation to have, but in the meantime, we do need to get to all of the news. I clicked the wrong one. Did you click a button called silence? Ah, uh, Terry, it's the news.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm not Terry, though. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Mokan. Yes.
0: Um, the the Patriots were um, they were out to ruin my week. Uh, Bill Belichick had a game plan where he would run the ball continuously. Um, this special quarterback that everyone keeps talking about that I don't see being special, Mac Jones, threw three times. So he's so special that Bill Belichick trusts him to throw the ball only three times to win the game. He ended the game with minus three total yards.
1: That's okay, though, because the Buffalo Bills defense, I mentioned this on TSM Radio, saying it's on them, the front seven, to to stop the run. And get Mac off his, off his spot. Well, we didn't have to worry about that first the last part. But the first part was he couldn't stop the run. That's been the weakness for the Buffalo Bills. And what Bill Belichick did was he always exploits the team's weaknesses and using mm-hmm. his strengths to his uh, favor. And I'll give you an example, piece In the NFC title game of 2020, Niners-Packers in San Fran, Jimmy G threw the ball eight times for 77 yards. in the biggest game before the Lombardi game.
0: So, but why, why was it that... Um, Garoppolo got eviscerated for that. Meanwhile, here's Ian Rappaport's tweet during the game. It's the second link eagle, oh, doing it out of order just because it relates to what Mo was saying better than how I planned the script. And now I'm I'm filibustering and buying you time because I, you just have to click the link. Nope, no, the wrong no, one. No, I know. No. Oh, there we go. If the Patriots win this game, Josh McDaniel's offensive game plan should rest along Bill Belichick's defensive game plan for Super Bowl, whatever, uh, in Canton. I mean, dude, it's not 1940s Army Navy. It wasn't a great game plan. They just ran the ball up the middle over and over and over. It took no effort in planning. It's fine. It won the game. It was horrendously boring. I turned it off. I'm not watching that. I'm not watching a game. Why would I choose to be bored?
1: when there's so many entertainment options. The fascination games. of the uh, environment, environmental elements is what makes it more intriguing. Because if this was a playoff game, we're all watching because, hey, it's a playoff game. Win, you go on, lose, you go home. Well, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah, I don't care if it's
0: a playoff game. But, I'm not going to be bored if I don't have to be bored.
1: But you know what? The Buffalo Bills are now in a hole because yeah. they put themselves in a the position where, P's, I'm sure with you and Terry, you guys probably thought, we all thought the Bills would make a deep run this year with the hype being bestowed mm-hmm. on them. You lose to the Jaguars. Now you lose to the Patriots and now you're behind them. You play them one more time in two weeks. Your schedule doesn't get any easier. And for them to lose how they did, where New England said, Hey, listen guys, we're gonna run it this way, to the left. Can you stop it? Couldn't do it.
0: And they were putting everybody in the box. Everyone. Like it, it was it was nonsense. It, it's it's uh, it was frustrating I, to see. imagine
2: being a defensive coordinator knowing they're running on literally almost every single play and still not being able to do anything.
0: Well let's <laughs> Let's take a look at what one of the safeties felt about being asked, um, hey, why couldn't you guys stop the run? Here's, here's Mika Hyde's uh, reaction in the, press in the post-game press conference. This, this goes in disrespect. It's all about respect. I come here every single week and I answer your questions. Truthfully, honestly, I appreciate you guys. Don't do that. Don't do that.
1: In my
0: name, players. This, this goes in disrespect. So yeah. Mika Hyde, obviously not very happy. Um, it reminds me of a, a post-game press conference when um, they asked Barry Bonds after a playoff game, like, what's it feel like to lose a playoff game? Yeah. And he eviscerated um, the <laughs> journalist and made him cry. And, like, so, I mean, I have respect for journalists, as you know, as we started the show with. Yeah, of course. But sometimes, you know, the way you phrase a question can,
2: can matter. I will say this game brought out the best line I've heard Bill Belichick say on camera while he knowingly was on camera which was in the locker room congratulating the team for the win, and he said, this is why we practice in this shit,
1: referring to the weather. And I'm like, I've
2: never seen that much emotion on Bill Belichick before. Well,
1: They got lucky, though, right? In the lead-up to this game, they they had bad weather in Boston, and they went outdoors and said, bleep, we're going to practice in this environment (coughs) so we get ready for Monday in Buffalo. So it wasn't like we had, I don't know, the Miami Dolphins or a warm-weather team playing in Buffalo, because if that's the case, Buffalo's probably gonna win that football game, and we're saying, "Oh, warm weather team can't play in cold weather." Look what happens. Yeah,
0: um, <laughs> it just, it just frustrating. It's frustrating to watch. Um, I, I don't. I I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine why it was that Buffalo couldn't make an adjustment. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's what they're doing. Are they that much better than you, right? Because, like you said, we thought Buffalo was going. To the playoffs. We thought they were winning the division for the next 10 years.
1: I wasn't buying the division thing, though, coming into the year. I mean, I you
0: thought you thought Vanilla Mac Jones was going to win the division? The Jets th- were going to win it? The Jets, no, the Dolphins?
1: I had the Buffalo Bills as as a favorite, but I thought it was, the gap was a little bit close with the Patriots. I mean, no, machine. let's be real.
2: I think we all had... If the Patriots went 500, I think we would have said this is a good first season for Mac Jones, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. I, and again, I to me, from day one, he's, he's Sam Bradford. He's a guy who's fine, because here, here's the other thing. Like, um, you don't need an elite quarterback. It's ideal if you do, but only like at a t- at a given time. Mo, there's what three elite quarterbacks in the NFL?
1: Yeah, if you're lucky,
0: right? Like, like there's there was the age of of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. I would say even even Drew Brees kind of was a very good product of the system. He was like a, an A minus quarterback, who was elevated yeah. to A A plus. You know, kind of what I hope as a Dolphins fan, Tua's going to be eventually, just an accurate guy. W- if you surround him with pieces, is excellent. But like, okay, so yet sort of Rogers, Brady, Manning, and the, the sort of the ending of end of Manning into Brady uh, into uh, sorry into Rogers, and now you have the end of Rogers into like Mahomes, and but like, you're not going to get twenty of those guys, right? No, there
1: aren't. So there aren't it's 20 okay guys.
0: if Mac Jones is not special. They're going to win games like this, obviously.
1: Well, in the case, yes. And, and I think when you look at Buffalo, I mean, with Josh Allen, mm-hmm. I mean, now where do we stand with Josh Allen as a quarterback? Because he had a great 2020.
0: He made some nice throws. Like he, so yeah. uh, he, he threw a, a couple of back shoulder fades to digs into the wind where I was like, that's special arm talent. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I know. For sure. Um, and, and I don't know how he got more accurate. I didn't know that was a thing. Explain well, playing in corrected. Wyoming.
1: Yeah. So he's playing in cold weather.
0: No, but I mean, I mean in general, like from his first season to,
1: but he's dropped down a couple of percentage points this yeah, year. Yeah, that's, that's, so that's, that's true. That's the thing. And like they got Tampa coming up in the Patriots the next two weeks. That's a tough schedule here. Yeah, we'll yeah. see what they look like. Exactly. We'll see
0: what they look like. Um, the Lions got their first game, their first win. Um, let's take a look at the final play of the game where they won. We'll describe it for the listening audience afterwards, and then I want to get your thoughts, Mo.
1: He goes out of the shotgun. He takes the snap from Mevin Brown. He's going to fire to the end zone. It's caught. Touchdown, Detroit Lions, and these cardiac kitties have beaten the Minnesota Vikings and won a game for the first time in 364 days. The game-winning touchdown was caught by amon ra St. Brown, and for that young man, his first National Football League touchdown is a memorable one. It beat the Minnesota Vikings 29 27
2: he goes out of the sh- yeah so mike zimmer must be pissed
0: here's a here's a couple of things so i mean we actually don't need to set up the clip because we had the the audio from the radio broadcast um so it was the last play of the game though. fourth and two the vikings took a timeout to set their defense yeah and they decide to play this weird soft shell defense and like you, like you don't think Jared Goff of all people's going to try and throw a slant to the front of the end zone? It's yeah. the
1: the only thing he can throw. So if we, if Eagle, if you don't mind rewinding back the formation, so if we go back to the initial look of the formation, right? I think they have three down linemen, right, right there, three down linemen, okay. Um, I believe it was uh, Spiro along with Jay Feely who was on the broadcast calling CBS. Yeah, this was a radio broadcast. Right. So, Feely said, I'm shocked they're not sending a fourth lineman because Goff is not going to run around and buy time to throw a football, right? Yeah. You, you can drop seven and you can rush four, not drop eight and rush three. So, now if you play it, Eagle, if you don't mind, please, for a few seconds here. Now, watch. Press pause. Look at that. You have five guys practically at the front of the goal line. You have three who are protecting what? Nothing. It's grass. Nothing, right? And now you press play again here, Eagle, one more time. Now stop it. Look at that. Yeah, that corner
2: just fucked up.
1: The corner, the corner <laughs> drops. But end the
2: safety. There's no
1: help. Yeah, there's, there's no one covering. Like, the thing is, Feely said it before, and even listen to the NFL the following day, protect the front of the goal line because there's not much time. There's not much time for him to look to throw in the back of the end zone. And what happened? And, and, we, and uh,
0: given that, again, it's Jared Goff. It's what he does. Yeah. He throws checkdowns. He throws slants.
1: Exactly, and that's what happened. Like they, they for whatever reason, they thought he's going to throw back in the end zone and left the front of the goal line open for this to happen. So Mike Zimmer, I think, is now is now fish in the hot seat, and you wonder if he can survive this year. Well,
0: what's weird is on Twitter, and again, going back to the conversation about the quarterbacks, there were so many reactions of like, "This is why we got to cut bait with with Kirk Cousins." It's like,
1: was Kirk
0: Cousins on the
1: field for that play? Like, oh, no, and like, that like, kind the of guy, like
0: the guy, the guy needs. The defense to make a stop on fourth and two at the end of the game. Come on. Uh,
1: and Campbell Boshere went on that fourth down from the 28. And, you know, Kirk Cousins, he hasn't played bad this year. Uh, he's had some hiccups, obviously, because he's Kirk Cousins. We make fun of him. But, PZ, the reality is Mike Zimmer, this defense, has underachieved the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. When, if you remember, two years prior, they were like, hey, great defense. And they've looked nothing like what they were in 2019. Before
0: this game, um, the, the, the Lions had played 12 games. Do you know what their record against the spread was?
1: Oh, I don't think it was good. Eagle, do you remember? No. You know?
0: They were 8-4 against the spread. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, they've been, they've been playing hard. It's The thing is, Dan Campbell was a Dolphins coach for a year. He does fire guys up. Guys want to play hard for him. He's a likable dude. Yeah. But this is the best you're going to get out of them. Like, he's not a schematics guy. I like, think even the play they called at the end, it kind of just worked out. It wasn't a great play call. It was... Three guys running slats in the front of the end zone. Did
1: you see uh, Jerichoff's girlfriend's reaction to the. Uh, I didn't. I oh, did. Uh, if, if Eagle, you can find that. Um, I'll check. I'll tell you Yeah, it. this show is harder
0: for Eagle to find things live.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. there's a lot of things. Uh, anyway, the point is, so if you it was Eagle, priceless. Great. It was priceless. But we'll
0: move on. We'll move on to the next topic. If Eagle finds it, he finds it. Uh, in the meantime, though, uh, Gardner Minshew gets a start for the Eagles. Um, and he looked pretty good, Mo. And, and Eagles doing something oh! else.
2: It's open! I found it.
1: You found it? Can you bring it up? I don't
2: up? know if this is. Save.
1: No, so. It's fine. Alright, let me oh, It's uh, from the sports talking, it's from the sports him. illustrated swimsuit, uh, photo uh, That's yes, shoot. That's, 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 that's
2: exactly it, it. Yes. Uh, yeah. hold on, hold on. So it's a public photo
1: then. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was retweeted by a whole bunch of people uh on social media the other day.
2: Shut up! Shut up! Guys this is their first win! Like, this is crazy! Here we go. So,
0: for those who, have, who are the listening audience and 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 not the uh, viewing audience, we're just um, looking at tits for 30 seconds. Yeah. So, if you're if you're a straight male, I highly recommend this video. Um, even if you're not, I still highly recommend this video. <laughs> Honestly, though, I love the reaction. It's, it's a really, um, really honest reaction. I right? So born her
1: boyfriend, and Jared Goff. It's really nice. It's yeah. really nice.
0: Uh, it's cool that she's off doing her own work. And, and they Detroit. actually drew up to, like, hey, take – well, very clearly not Detroit. <laughs> um, let's take a quick break. You know, your boyfriend just won a game, and it, it's super exciting, right? Like, it's super, super fun. Um, I'm sure Giselle, who uh, works in the same field – really never had the same kind of reaction it's more like oh he won again okay
1: oh she's cool. been retired from the game for how many years now she's she oh hasn't i mean modeled. i'm saying
0: while she was modeling like she was never that surprised like oh, oh okay tom won that's cool um but yeah Gardner rinchu gets to start for the eagles looks good uh because that's what he does in short spurts and here was a quote he had at the game "Oh, well, i loved it uh it's a picture eagle so if you can bring it up yep. i know it's a little uh out of the uh the spread um Vincent Man- Vince mango you know, he told he told people you can't be a great artist, a great great painter, um, but you only got one ear. And he says, you know what? I can't hear you. Uh, clearly, he got the the timing on all of it wrong because Vincent Mango cut off his ear at the end of his career. But yeah. cool sentiment. Um, I love Gardner Minshew. One of my favorite facts about him is he's Gardner Minshew the second, but there's no Gardner Minshew II, the first. Um, hmm. So he's both the first and the second at the same time. He look good out there, Mo. And and I. I know somebody who was a, a Philadelphia beat reporter who sent me a message a few weeks ago before Jalen Hurts started playing better, mm-hmm. saying they were grooming him to sort of take over to see what they what they've got in Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. And um, I th- I think Jalen Hurts has probably got enough to buy himself some extra time here, but this does put a little bit of pressure on that on that quarterback battle.
1: Well, uh, short term he'll still be the quarterback because the 2022 NFL draft class for quarterbacks is rather weak. Yeah, not strong class. Well, though. but like
0: is. Do you think they maybe take a deeper look, though, at Minshew?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying, though, right? Like, they they can still play around with the quarterbacks that they have right now with Minshew and and Hurts for another 18 months. Yeah. And then 2023 is where they expect to have a much better quarterback class that will be available. Will we
0: even see a first-round quarterback pick? this year
1: that's a really good question because uh, right now i'm not too sure i think we will because by default teams are always overpaid to get a guy that they think is the right man whether it's matt corral or Kenny Pickett. i, can he pick it I or don't
0: knows. yeah maybe Kenny Pickett, pick it but even then like i don't i don't see anyone as a slam dunk like trust the franchise for three or four years with this no guy, you know?
1: and i think now for, for like in philadelphia is always that market that i'll never be satisfied with god being quarterback for them and that's true and uh, if in the case for Gardner Minshew, they always love the backup quarterback. It was like that when Donovan McNabb towards the end of his time with Philly, when they came in, took over. And I think now in this situation for Jalen Hurts, he hasn't played badly. Look at the Giants game, right? People pinned the loss on him, but look at Rager. He had two
0: awful yeah, the drops ball through his hands.
1: Through his hands. They would have won that football game. We're talking about the Eagles now within shoulder distance of the Cowboys for first. And I think now for Gardner Minshew, that's what they brought him in. To be that backup quarterback and to be a guy that can come in, if required, as it was, and step into play. And look, for Nick Sirianni, it gives him more credit to work with to say, look, let's see what we have for the next 18 months and decide on the quarterback maybe in two years' time.
2: I kind of feel bad for Minchu though, because getting all that cheese from that Philly steak out of his mustache must suck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I-, I don't know if you guys remember, like going into this past Sunday's NFL games, there was a stretch of the top 10 picks where it was three, four Jets, five, six Giants, seven, eight Eagles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, although the the Dolphins are taking that that pick and and slowly slowly dropping down. that yes. um yes. thanks to thanks to an incredibly uh, incredibly weak schedule, so thanks for that NFL. Exactly. Um, but one last week our analysis of the NFL mode was we don't know anything. Mm-hmm. That's all, and yeah. we spent about twenty minutes talking about how we didn't know anything. I know one thing: the Cardinals are good, but is their social media game better? Because after the game, they put up this L, slash penis, slash bean. The Chicago Egg bean. Plants maybe? Yeah, um, with a cardinal at the top. So a little red tip at the top of the Chicago bean, looking very phallic.
1: Um, and it's, also shaped like an L. Kind of impressed. All levels. If you recall, the the cardinals used to play in Chicago. Yeah, that's true. So a little bit of a... I mean, I don't recall
0: because neither of us were alive. no. Also,
2: is the brown a reflection of the shadows of the buildings uh, into like the bean style, or is it just a bunch of shit running down it liquid style? I, uh,
1: <laughs> like, there's it's like Michigan. There's
0: so much symbolism in this picture. <laughs> it, this might be the greatest work of art. If, if for those just listening, do Google um, the Chicago Bean Arizona Cardinals. It's a work of art. Whoever whoever works, we already talked about Vincent Van Gogh. In this, in this podcast Whoever does the social media For the Arizona Cardinals Might be a more talented artist <laughs> Than Vincent Van Gogh uh, Because that's, that's impressive there's, there's so many layers It's like, it's like reading a poem and, and, and finding yourself
1: weeping And you don't know why if that's what that is. Oh, that's what the Bears do to a lot of teams and fans. <laughs>
0: yeah, they, they they make you so happy. Um,
2: <laughs> there was actually an article. I forget who wrote it exactly, but it was analyzing like the NFC and about all the teams in there and the strength, blah blah blah. And they basically completely left the Cardinals out of the conversation, other than mentioning what their record was, and that was it.
0: So there are there are analysts that are not watching games because there are people talking about the Cardinals, and their only analysis of why the Cardinals can't be good is it's the Cardinals and i've I've run into this with like people who haven't watched Tua, for example, in the last couple of weeks, right um talking about well, you know all he's doing is hitting these short underneath patterns. It's like that's not actually what's happening if you're watching the games, um uh, but anyway well s-
1: the, the Cardinals quickly appears like th- they're you know, good they're they're good. But the pressures on them to get the one suit because if they fall to two and Green Bay gets the one i don't I can't seem to go to Lambo in late I Jam. can because that defense is insane. But you know you're talking about a Packers team that also has a really good defense too.
0: They do, they right. do. But um, I think they're they're sort of one one dimensional on offense. Uh, that dimension is Devonte Adams.
1: But even without Adams, they've shown some uh, ingenuity now with their offense. Right. Oh, look, I mean, look,
0: look. LaFleur's obviously a better offensive play caller than Mike McCarthy was. Mike McCarthy notably not calling offense in Dallas, sure. where they yeah. look good on offense because he's not doing the work. Right. Um, and yeah, they're improved, but. Like I think, I think it's a disservice to to look at like the the Cardinals defense and consider them to be like you know soft because of warm weather. That's a good defense.
1: So the f- the final five games for for the Ram- for the Cardinals, they'll play the Rams on Monday night. Uh, Lions will get at home. They should win that game. But the fo- for the final five, Rams home to the Colts at Dallas and Seattle. So and Seattle's given the 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 Cards hiccups in the Northwest. Even when lose or draw, what the record is, who cares? But. We'll know by the end of December into Jan how this Cardinal team will stack up with the so called playoff targets that they might face at it, some it point. It takes that
0: long to say January. Yeah. You have to go full douche with Jan? Jan, yeah, exactly. Jan. All right. Early Jan. From now on. From now on we only call it Jan. Yeah. We're we are a pro We're Jan in the month podcast. of Jan. <laughs> yeah. Mid Feb. Mid Feb. Just so March is just more. Yeah, exactly. All right. Ape. <laughs> Ape is my favorite month. Or Ape. April. Ape might be my favorite month. April? Yeah, I don't know. April Um yeah, so we'll have to see that looking forward. Uh, moving into the NBA, uh, Damon Lillard, um he said he he allegedly said he'd like to play with Ben Simmons. Uh I th- so I'm as you know, Mo, I'm I'm as much as I like the, the sport of football, my first love is basketball. Um and it's one of the sports where I feel it's not easy to know what you're watching if you don't really know the game. Uh while people criticize Ben Simmons Last season, he was an all-NBA defensive player. He's a perennial all-NBA defensive player. And no other player set up more open three-pointers than Ben Simmons. He's just not a gifted shooter. He's not a gifted scorer, period. And he's not an aggressive scorer. Um, Who's uh, the first ball kid? The first name is escaping me.
1: Uh, lo- lo- uh, lo- uh
0: Lonzo 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 Ball ha- k- had similar criticisms when he started in the NBA because he's a pass first point guard that's what all point guards were until like you know the early 2000s yeah. where it became a more scoring position um t- well not even that I, I guess Allen Iverson was the, sort of like the, the changing of the guard there yeah. um if you excuse if you the pun but the thing is I think there's a there's a, a um Dysmorphia of how fans see Ben Simmons, how the Sixers themselves see Ben Simmons, because it's a weird roster construction, mm-hmm. and how um, he, the rest of the NBA actually sees him. Because I know the Warriors and Raptors were both aggressively trading, looking to trade for him at the the NBA uh, draft. There was even a three way trade that was almost worked up between the three of them, but it was too many assets for the Warriors uh, to give up. And then um, finally, um, it didn't it didn't go that way, but. Am I crazy in saying, like, Ben Simmons, like, in a lot of other situations, to me is still an incredibly valuable piece?
1: Yeah, he's an inexact science of a player. I mean, uh, I think he's mentally... You know, there's that documentary on Ben Simmons that came out in 20... His freshman year at LSU, his only year at LSU. You know, the guy's from Australia, right? And he went to Mount Verde in Florida to play his prep school, then had to go to LSU because of the NBA rule. You have to play one year outside of high school. You know, the, the guy... He's a talented player. There's no question about it, but he just didn't give a crap about the American culture of basketball, of how you got to go to college, you know, playing for your school is well, because in bat. every other country you could just play a pro. Exactly. Right. And, and so in, in his mind, he's like, this is such a waste of my time. Like, why am I wasting my time playing college ball when I could be, I could make be I could be making money now, uh, playing in Europe or in the NBA rather than waste a year yeah. of my life. Pre NIL as well. Yeah. Playing in Baton Rouge. So, I just think from him and from his perspective, his mindset isn't that hard. And hey, I want to play this uh, this American lifestyle of going to college for one year or two years, then go play pro. He was, but even even,
0: but to your point, like, like for all we know, the way a lot of point guards grew up wanting to be Allen Iverson, he probably doesn't have that reference point of like, oh, I need to be the score first guard. I need to I need to shoot like Steph. Like he he grew up in a place where. I'm sure he knew Steph Curry, I'm sure. But it's not the bas- It's not the type of basketball he's surrounded in no. for most of his life, right?
1: No, he hasn't. And, and I think now for, for where he's at for Ben Simmons' his career, I mean, he's entering the prime of his career. He wants – and, and we talk about Philly, right, being a tough town for quarterbacks. They're tough in their basketball athletes. Basketball is a huge religion in, this, in, in Philly. they got yeah. five schools that play each other for the palestra, you know, for university, and they have a really good uh, production line of players going to two A. And I think they see Ben Simmons as a guy that they probably view as being soft, like mentally soft and physically soft, that he cannot live up to the expectation of being a first overall pick. And now he wants to get out ASAP and go somewhere far, far away from Philly so he can play his style of basketball and not have to worry about the Philadelphia critics. Send him to New Orleans and get Zion. I mean, like Zion might be done in, like in a couple of years, right? I mean, his well, we'll, we'll, talk,
0: we'll talk a little bit about Zion later. Um, but I, I want to ask this, so like, you know, so the trade rules in the NBA make it difficult at times to make a trade. There's nothing Portland can offer where Dame Lillard and Ben Simmons play on the same team. Well, because Mori's not trading for CJ McCollum.
1: No, and well, Portland's got to hire a new GM as well. I mean, well, you know, that also would help. That would help too. But <laughs> yeah, they, they,
0: they, first thing they need a GM to try and work out a trade. But I, I went through the salary tables. I went through their assets. There's, there's nothing there. They can't. There's no trade.
1: No, and it would have to be a three-way trade or a four-way trade or four. Like, like. Yeah.
0: But I don't, I don't see how they they get him.
1: Well, I, I don't know if Portland can outright get Ben Simmons, you know, in a one-for-one team. It, team. Impossible. One-for-one without teams. trading
0: Dame Lillard. Yeah. Who, by the way, Dame Lillard would be great for the Sixers because yeah, he's filled because it, tough. You know, well not only that, like, 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 you know, you have Embiid who can collapse the the defense and then kick out to one of the best shooters in the league, yeah. and, and Dame Lillard. But um, for, for both those guys to play together in Portland, I, I don't know what the asset is. I don't. I, I can't figure it out. There's no, not a way.
1: And, and this probably won't be resolved until the summertime where yeah. you have more flexibility of, of, okay, well, this is our plan. Of course, we're well, we going to bring in. He's an
0: inspiring contract in 2023, at which yeah. point most teams will want him just for, for sure. the. And,
1: and remember, the TV contract kicks in, yeah. so the cap will move up uh, exponentially in the coming years.
0: That which is that's wild. <laughs> yeah, it's wild because because the the max contract is going to be up over fifty. Yeah, and
1: there's some big hitters who or will some be free max. agents in the coming years. Yeah,
0: um, Kemba Walker he he's been removed from the rotation by Coach Tom Thibodeau. My first reaction to this Mo was, yeah, that was going to happen because Kemba is a streaky scorer who doesn't really play defense. Tom Thibodeau is a defensive minded coach. I don't know why the two parties agreed to bring him to to, to the Knicks. I, I I don't know.
1: That's not like an injury history now with Kemba Walker yeah. with his lower body not starting to give out on him. Like, kind of like Brandon Roy a little bit.
0: Brandon Roy, uh, you know, Derek Rose, too, similarly. Yeah. Um,
1: and it's tough. Like I I find it not, not um, perplexing or ba- or being bamboozled by it, but I just find it a little bit unique to, for him to go with Thibodeau, who works his players hard. Yeah.
0: And, and demands a lot of the defensive side of the ball, which is not him strength.
1: No, no. Um, and, and not only that, though, piece, Uh the reality is people are saying, hey, he's a great coach. Guys, uh, being a Bulls fan, I know Thibodeau's style of play. He's going to wear on these guys, and yeah. by year three, year four, this team's going to be sapped with energy, and they won't be the same team. It's
0: kind of the Gino Toretta thing, where he improves the team immediately, and then over time, the team doesn't improve. Yeah, right? of course. He's a, he's a great, you know, lightning in a jar, and he's great if you already have the the, the horses, but it's, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be a while, I think. It's going to be a while for the next to get better. But like a guy like Ben Simmons, by the way, would work well with Tom though
1: He would. Because that's what he's looking for in a but point But they would dream to the no. Knicks. That's the whole thing. No. Um,
0: the, the other thing from the NBA, of course, this week, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, um, known, uh, known self-defender but known to me morally, uh, more as a, somebody who uh, killed people, um, he, he said about LeBron James, um, simply F you. Uh, because of LeBron James's criticisms about Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, the, and the actual
2: quote's a little bit longer than that. Yeah. So this is after uh, at the trial. I, I was hoping you'd bring it up. Eagle. LeBron James tweeted out, like, oh, you know, what tears? I didn't see one. Man, knock it off. That boy ate some lemon heads before walking into court. And so on the Blazes You Are Here podcast uh, Monday, Rittenhouse basically said, I was a Lakers fan, too, before he said that. I was really pissed off that he said that because I like Lebron." R- 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 and then I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, LeBron. He's kind of right. Uh,
0: why though? Cuz like if this is if this is something a player feels strongly about, why wouldn't they take to the social media? Like if and I can do it. No, I agree, but
2: then I as him a, too, it I can be like, I negative well, things about Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, but I can he can be like, well, fuck you LeBron. Oh yeah, he's entitled
0: to say it too. Totally it's just it just it's add it's, to the list of people who say it. <laughs> like but like you're 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 already an unlikable dude in Kyle Rittenhouse because of the cry face uh, which was pretty pathetic. Also um the defense, which was kind of pathetic, and also the fact that, like you know, um, on while you're on trial, you said that um, you wished you had your gun and to hang outside a CVS to uh, attack people who were getting vaccinated. Um, yeah, great, <laughs> great dude. Um, but yet his, his input is. And my question to you, Mo, is: Do you think that makes him more likable or less likable? Because the, the the LeBron camp's pretty divided <laughs> for reasons that I have trouble understanding at all times.
1: Uh, like uh, the, it was unfortunate what happened in in that situation with with I mean with the victims and all that and Rittenhouse. well you know if you were in
0: court mode you couldn't refer to them as victims the no. the judge
1: would not let yeah the, the, it the was f- a very slanted uh, process and how yeah. that played out in the court system and stuff but look for Kyle Rittenhouse the reality is he can never live a normal life you know he's gonna have to live with this the rest of his life whether he believes he was right or wrong and for LeBron James. We've seen him, in particular, being the the lightning rod of social media when it comes to him saying something, right? He might say, hey, I love this apple. Oh, LeBron loves apples. What's this all about here, right? For he LeBron- loves apples.
0: That's why he's not as good as MJ.
1: Right. But let's go back to um, What's-Her-Facer from Fox <coughs> News, uh, who said shut up and dribble. Yeah. Right? That was the first... Uh, arrow thrown at LeBron James saying well you know what bleep this I'm gonna come out and with my own service ace and respond back to those who might criticize me
0: it's so weird that someone whose whose job it is to talk not about sports can say shut up and dribble thus talking about sports so can I say shut up in politics well, right, like, can, like
1: yeah.
2: the lack of no, self-awareness to me. You can't because politics buggy. isn't a real thing. That's also true. It's yeah. shut up and lie to your constituents, yeah, <laughs> while getting paid by lobbyists <laughs> for special interests.
0: Well, yes, against the, the better needs that. of society. Question so uh, yourself. Move your Georgia lost. Give it to me.
1: Well, like, uh, let's be real. I, I think Kirby Smart now has to decide if he can stick with Stenson Bennett as his quarterback going to the Michigan game. Uh, JT Daniels is a guy that has probably a far superior skill level than Stenson Bennett. Just less of an athlete. But But Bennett is is a Kirby Smart type of quarterback. He's not going to make mistakes. He's not going to put the team in danger. But in the case that it is, and I said this on Twitter, I go, Kirby Smart's coaching like Nick Saban did 10 years ago. You know, good defense, strong defense, good run game, and a John Parker Wilson type of quarterback, which Bennett is. And now... Again, for the big game for, for Smart, he might get that labeled on him saying, Look, are you going to be too low to your quarterback? Or are you going to say, Look, let's make the switch now. we got three weeks before Michigan and go with JT Downs because he gives us a better chance to put our receivers in position to make catches because the tight end piece had 16 targets. The rest of the receiving quarter had a combined total of 17 targets. Yeah. You got to figure it out.
0: So, Mo, um, I'm going to make a statement and then I want you to levy. Uh, The percentage of bias in my statement. (laughs) Alabama was playing for their season. Georgia was not. Georgia looked like a team that was going through the motions. This game very clearly was not as important to them, and they played that way. Uh. Percentage of bias.
1: Start with that. I would say probably 110. 110. Okay. 110%, okay. 110%. No, they have to add up to 100, Mo. <laughs> I know. I know. But there's i
0: I'll admit there's a lot of bias. I'm a Georgia fan. I spend a lot of my time in Atlanta. Um, you know, it's um, uh, it is what it is.
1: But you know, Kirby Smart started to develop that reputation of the big game yips. You know, there there were some plays that he he called and were like, whoa, okay, let's easy up on there. But but now for Georgia moving forward, I mean, whether, but last,
0: but okay, but last time when when, when Georgia. Lost the national championship, Kirby Smart actually made the right defensive call. Nick Saban made the bonehead offensive call, and DeAndre Baker blew his coverage. So I mean, it, that's not the play call at that point. That's a guy making a kid making a mistake. Yeah, because he's twenty years old.
1: But now, but now for for Kirby Smart, we're guys. like... they. <laughs> Bama, this Bama team wasn't strong from a, from a veteran. It, it, next year's team is going to be loaded. They're going to be loaded they, they, they,
0: they, they barely beat your Florida Gators.
1: Well, no, that was a misnomer. I, I think Florida was just over, playing over their heads that day.
0: Fine, fine. But, but like, they barely beat a team playing over their heads who they should have dominated. What was the other game that they almost lost uh, recently? Auburn. Auburn, yeah. They, they only beat Auburn because the quarterback was injured and the backup was a walk-on.
1: But let's flip it on Georgia, right? The quality schedule. I mean, like people oh beat Clemson, but Clemson wasn't a good team coming into the season. Everyone knew Clemson would take a step back for worthy. But, they but were.
0: how how much better is this Alabama team right now? Like I know next year Alabama is going to be better, but this year's Alabama is about as good as Clemson.
1: No. With no, a better they're, quarterback. They're, no, no. They're, they're much better. than the, They would run circles on Clemson right now. I, I, watch, I watch almost every Clemson game this year. Explain the almost loss to Auburn then. Yeah. Well, it's very simple. They It was simple in that They're not that, that good. No, well, no. Simply, they're not that good. Look, Georgia's secondary is rather weak. Yeah. Well, that's the weakness of Georgia's secondary. And, and Georgia's team, yeah. Jamison, Williams and Matthew. should but, be but, we'll, but,
0: but also, like... Bryce Young was dodging rushers the entire game. Not
1: really, because he George, was. The there was pressure
0: the entire game. He was Georgia, sidestepping rushers.
1: Georgia, the front four didn't get much pressure on him, and even when in they the first did, half they were, in the First half they were, they were they in the even backfield. When they did he was able to buy himself time? but that's the
0: thing is, will he be able to buy himself time the next time around?
1: If they play Georgia, yeah, that's the adjustment that Kirby Smart's gonna have to make, right? I mean, he's gotta put it into his front seven. Listen, guys, you gotta be dogs. You guys got bullied. You guys are going to be dogs. That, that front seven down. is littered
0: with first-round first picks. The, littered yeah, with first-round sure,
1: picks. Sure, but, but the reality is in, in this context that they're in, for Georgia, the, the reality is this was probably the, the stiffest test they faced all season long from a schedule perspective. Uh, Florida was nothing this year. We all knew Florida would be nothing. Clemson, people were like, oh, hey, guys, Clemson took a major step back because he lost so much firepower on both sides of the football. Defensively, they were still right. They got though. caught. They're, and, they're pretty good defense. And Clemson will be better next year. Though they won't be, may not be a CFP final four. It, it's, but it's, be it's, a
0: reload, it's a reload. It's a reload season.
1: Yeah. And, and now for Georgia, this is their best chance because if they win now, please, it can set them up to be in that conversation for the next two, three, four years. Uh, hey, we can win or be in a Final Four and be a perennial contender than be a one-hit wonder.
0: They they, they need to start... Well, they were recruiting quarterbacks for a while, and then... Well, they don't recruit five-star so quarterbacks. That's the problem. Well, they, Justin Fields.
1: Justin Fields, but the, real, the realization that, again, Kirby Smart loves guys who keep it simple. Jake Fromm kept it simple for him, right? Same thing Fromm was a good decision-maker, absolutely. You know, and, and now, as I said before, with Nick Saban. He, that's what he was 10 years ago. Saban was, hey, get an ordinary quarterback that won't make mistakes, but then he became and said, Look, we gotta you know, evolve and get that five star dude and become more dynamic with the offense. And I think it's gonna come down to who he has. Tom Moniken is his O. C. He's a traditional O C type of guy. If he can find Kirby yeah. Smart, a hot shot, Lane Kippen style O C that can come in and say, Listen, we need to change everything and bring in dudes, then that's when Georgia becomes like Bama of today and can put up sixty points on any team, whether it's Bama yeah. or LSU or Florida.
0: So um, Cincinnati and Michigan—any real chance there, or just sacrificial lambs?
1: Michigan will only have a chance if they can run the ball, which it's going to be. That's tough. That's the problem, though. And they got a very young receiving core. But but look, you got two. They dudes. got. A, but the
0: thing is, like Michigan can only move the ball by running. Yeah, they can. But they got the, two
1: dudes on defense that that can change games. And, yeah. And well, but I,
0: if, if whether it's Bennett or Daniels, if they protect the ball, I don't see. Michigan. Can, like Alabama, jokes aside, I know I, I came into that game with a lot of bravado. If you ask Eagle.
1: Oh, I know. I tend nothing. And I was
0: like, well, the game's over. But. Um, Honey, we're going out. But uh, yeah, we, I did, we did. We did. <laughs> and then we watched it later. I was like, oh, I was wrong. Um, but Alabama worried me because, look, look Alabama's never going to come into a game unprepared. And they still have, even though it's a reload year for Alabama, they still have better talent overall than Michigan. Yeah, right?
1: Look, if you're get Bama it's this year because next year they're going to be a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Before we move on to our last topic here, um,
2: Alex, the intern, is actually an Alabama fan, and as part Obviously. of the— He, oh, he has the chugiest choices in teams. But as part of the reward for him winning over Georgia, your team, you have to say something nice to him on full screen.
0: Um, Alex, you uh, only like teams that are the favorites, and that is positive because it makes you happy. <laughs> Does that
2: work? I mean,
0: I'll clip it. It's not negative. It's not negative. Um, <laughs> and, no. C- and Cincinnati, Alabama, like I love Cincinnati. I, I and Bruno LaBelle who's a who's a guy we know. Yeah. Um, played there. Um, he but that dude only gets recruited by good teams. By the way, Cincinnati and then and then the Arizona Cardinals yeah, have brought him in. So, um, any any chance there for the for the Bearcats? Uh,
1: their defense can hang. Again, f- f- I have a weird obsession with AEC football. I watch mm-hmm. a lot. I don't know it's why. fun. It's fun. It's, it's fun, fun to football. bet on too. SMU is fun to watch uh, in yeah. the conference. Anyway, so they they definitely have a chance if that defense can ball out, and they got they got studs in that defense that will go in the top three rounds of the draft coming up in in spring. So if they can force a turnover or two and convert for points and get Bama on their heels a little bit, then I give them their defense a chance. Picks. Oh, we're three weeks away though. I got. I, I, I only have you on the show today. Mom. I know uh, it's true. It's a good point. That's fair point. Uh, I, I think it's gonna be a rematch of Bama Georgia. Nothing says Who Bama wins? Georgia uh, in Indianapolis for the game. It's true. eh? Yeah, it's true. I think Georgia can pull it out. Yeah. Sometime. If if J T. Daniels is the quarterback. So who'd you pick? I, I said if J T. Daniels is the quarterback, I think Georgia. I think I win
0: honestly it. think he's a quarterback. Just what I'm what I'm hearing from people I know down there. The the. The local news is pushing for TT for The local titles.
1: news is pushing for that,
0: yes.
2: Eagle, it is time for the rapid fires. Um, before we get into rapid fires, though, this, spons- this segment is sponsored by Hotstreak.gg, the world's quickest daily fantasy sports game. Mo, do you have an iPhone? I do. Have you downloaded Hotstreak off of the App Store? I will. All right, so make sure to use promo code Hot Sauce to have them match your initial deposit up to I think it's two hundred dollars, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Really simple. You place a few bets. If you get a few of them in it right, you get a hot streak on your favorite sports, such as the NBA, NFL games, MLB's out right now, and hopefully yep. we'll get NHL stuff soon. Well, the
0: the the uh, NBA is to me the where the hot streak app really shines, uh, because it's 180 seconds at a time. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a lot of prop bets, like uh, Steph Curry plus minus. Uh, three-pointer in the next 180 seconds. Uh, you know, and then someone from the other team uh, plus-minus rebounds, whatever, whatever prop you want. Yeah. Um, you can put like you know small bets, quarter at a time, dollar at a time, whatever you want to do, whatever your units are, whatever you're comfortable with. Gamble responsibly. Uh, hot streak is a lot of fun. Remember, the promo code is Hot Sauce. There we go, Eagle. All right, our first- I can't do ad reads. I'm really terrible at it, most. So that's why Eagle jumps in and does well, that for you. If me. you
1: want, place a bet. Uh, for September 3rd, 2022, Oregon, Georgia. At the Mercedes-Benz uh, Dome,
0: I don't think they have college football. They have just NFL.
1: Oh, that's true. <laughs> but it's okay, Mo. We're yeah. not a gambler, anyways, right? No, no. Let's so okay. give everyone an early uh, view of the prop, though. Champagne unhappy.
2: The Las Vegas Raiders running back Kenyon Drake had sounded off after his second season-ending injury in as many seasons. This video is a little bit graphic, as he described it himself, saying that they need to look at specific styles of tackling. They're storing flags for taunting and protecting quarterbacks from getting touched. But this is my second straight season being injured by a guy pulling me back and using my body weight to roll up my legs. And if you actually look at the video, I mean, he's not
1: wrong. You heard that hit.
2: Number 22. Thoughts.
0: Um, So, my first thought when it comes to running backs is the the average career for running back is under is is it's somewhere between three and three and three and a half years, right? So, most most NFL running backs don't get to their non rookie contract, which to me is like I I I I, the idea of a rookie contract rookie scale to me is is ludicrous. Learn how to manage your budget. Don't be children, uh, NFL owners. Um, But the the thing is is that we're also not helping them. We're not. We're not protecting runners. You can't lower your head on a quarterback. You can't go head to head on a quarterback. You can absolutely go head to head on a running back. That's never getting called. Um, th- there's a lot of uh, mechanics and, in, and and injuries that happen when guys get rolled up on, and and players use torque. Players use their 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 weight, their body weight, to sort of twist and contort them down. Uh, when I see that moment. I, I, have, I have sympathy for Kenyon Drake. I it, it sucks to see him go down again this way. And he, I think he does have a point. There, is, there are things that can be looked at.
1: Well, uh, Kenyon Drake is one of the uh, higher paid running backs, actually, in the NFL yeah. now. Uh, higher paid than Josh Jacobs, who's the starting running back for Vegas. Which is, again,
0: due to the stupid rookie, rookie right. scale.
1: Uh, he has a fair point about. This, the tackling mechanisms applied by defense linemen. Remember, this is human car crashes, and these are men who are about 250 pounds minimum on defense, like missiles, throwing their bodies, launching themselves at these running backs. With right.
0: lighter equipment than they've ever worn and moving exactly. faster than they've ever worn.
1: And, and the speed of the game is so enormous that one small degree of tackling could alter your career. And hopefully, this is not a long term situation for Kenyon Drake. But he's got a fair point that maybe the rules committee will have to look at tackling and how it's done for players. Well, I mean, they've taken out like
2: hits on a defenseless receiver type Horse of thing. So, but that's it. They've done know? it for receivers, they've done it for quarterbacks. Horse
0: collar. Make yeah. it a safety
1: running backs because leading look, with your helmet. Yeah.
0: Their careers are short, man. They're short. They're too short. Next. For manager. that level of athleticism.
1: That's what it is.
2: All right. Big trouble in Little Olympics. Uh, U.S. President Joe Biden has announced that the diplomatic boycott of the Chinese Olympics has begun. The U.S. will not be sending any political diplomats over to the Olympic Games in protest of China being China.
0: So a diplomatic boycott that's just saying like you don't want to go to your friend's house for dinner, right? Like, and you're making up an excuse because if it's a real boycott I, and I understand you don't want to punish the athletes, but at the same time, you're either supporting China or you're not and it's getting difficult Mo. like like our, you can't say like I you know condemn China tweet from my phone right like or I, I condemn China check out my Jordans I'm as guilty as anyone else um but it, it, it it's getting murky it's getting cloudy but at some point you you either you're either gonna be on board and say listen it's it's just the cost of doing business um, and it's ugly but that's that's where we're at right now. Or you gotta you gotta take a stand and 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 it's to me a diplo- diplomatic boycott doesn't mean anything because no, who cares
1: no China's not gonna lose sleep if the I've US never
0: noticed that the president goes to the Olympics
1: well uh, you do because oh well, here's so and so prime minister or president of so and so I mean
0: well like if you're like me and you're watching five sports at once you're not noticing stuff like the president's there I'm noticing who's winning at bobsled or who's winning at basketball <laughs> I'm not noticing you know you know which which minister of finance is at, the, is at the
1: game you know but but the reality is you know the nba felt the wrath of the uh chinese government when daryl Mori said what he said mm-hmm. and they lost out a lot of money obviously it's the cost of business and now the wta with what's going on with that situation with the tennis player involved uh, that they won't play any events down there the atps like, well we, you know we'll stand by you but we're not going to stop playing because they know the value of what china brings to them. China, like we know China is a super force for the economy. They, they are the driving force for certain things in the world, and when it comes to sports, all the big leagues, the big hitters, want to have a footprint in the Chinese market because they know that if they do and they're stabilized and not doing anything stupid, they will reap the rewards of a financial gain that not seen ever in our lives for what the Chinese population can bring for viewership and numbers for financial gain. The U is back? Question mark?
2: Yeah, question marks important. The Miami Hurricanes have announced that their new head football coach will be Mario Cristobal. That's it.
0: You pronounced that one right? I swear, the heart of the name. The you went you went from like the weirdest pronunciation pronunciation of Kenyan Drake to to um to pronouncing Mario Cristobal. Well, you so. said it earlier in the show, so okay. I, I had a <laughs> cheat sheet. I thought you just hung out in Kendall. Why'd you just put in Google? No, he gets you gets the worst names wrong. It's I the see, weirdest. thing. Yeah. It's half the fun um the gamble and the syllables i mean we 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 got the the news was actually broken um i saw it first on twitter by mike ryan ruiz of the levitard show i didn't know he was a newsbreaker
1: well he mentioned it months ago that they oh yeah i
0: I haven't listened as much as i i I used to in the past so i I must have missed it but um i mean it's cool um we talked about it before the connection to uh columbus ohio uh, sorry not columbus uh, columbus uh miami uh, which is uh Wealthy school where a lot of the, the used boosters have connections. Um, he he is Cuban-American. He is the pedigree of being out in, in Oregon. and um, He had a choice to make, Miami or Phil Knight. He seems to have chosen against Phil Knight. $80 million is a big investment for Miami. I just hope they make investments in the program in general because the problem hasn't just been coaching. Um, it's been also that they just haven't invested in the program.
1: Well, the benefit of the UM Health uh, uh, system, which generates four hundred million dollars, is going to help UM become. Yeah, I saw
0: Billy Corbin tweeted about that. Yeah, um, so th-
1: that, so they they paid out Manatee eight million. Uh, they paid out Oregon nine million, and they're going to pay Crystal Ball eight million per year. That's a lot of <laughs> money for them, but but no money to pay the athletes, by the way. No, exactly. Only coaches. But Miami is a, is in a peculiar peculiar situation because they've. You know, South Florida has been raided by the Bama's, Clemson's, Ohio State's, Michigan's, and so on and so forth, and they've kind of ignored that pipeline going elsewhere for their talent. And look, Miami, when it comes to resources, when it comes to f- you know complexes and having the the cool luck, they're behind everyone else. Yeah, and and they they they're lost stu- it, they're stuck in the nineties. Yeah, and they they lost their mystique when uh, Donna Shalala decided to move uh, operations for the Orange Bowl yeah. to uh, <laughs> to to where the Dolphins play. Which the is nowhere, Rock. Yeah, which is nowhere near Coral Gables no. for them to go watch football. So now, I think But th- hey,
0: Mo, you can take a bus. There's a free bus for, st- for sure. the population. A- a- I think because now. nothing, there's nothing students like more than a 45-minute bus ride. <laughs>
1: no, of course not, especially in South Florida. But the thing is now from Miami's, like, that, yeah, Chris Ball's going to come in, they recruit, which is good for them. They'll fence off some players, but they're still going to be behind Clemson for another two, three more years. And you still got to fight yeah. the Bamas, the Ohio States, the Clemsons, and other But they don't even need schools. to,
0: like, they can win the like they haven't won the coastal
1: yeah no they, they, remember they they brought they were brought to the ACC to make football relevant in that conference but that's the, that's
0: the thing is like like forget clemson they haven't even won their division yeah, no, in the end the ACC yeah. and and the thing is um uh, again Mario crystal allows them to have a west coast pipeline which they don't have and hopefully it it restores that Miami pipeline or that the, the south florida pipeline we'll see how that goes but that hasn't been the case. It wasn't the case for Manny Diaz. He couldn't recruit, recruit in Florida
1: either. No, there's there's a lot of politics. A lot of the old school players still believe, in hey, we're the history. Guys, these kids don't care about the history. They want to yeah. win now and what you have for, for facilities and stuff like that.
2: All right. White picket suspense. Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Piquet, because I like fucking up <laughs> names, used an interesting tactic got to it avoid. You right in the headline, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, he used an interesting tactic to avoid being tackled this weekend.
1: And you'd love to see that from the quarterback. That was Mark Whipple on the sidelines, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. Pickett, a very good runner. Don't sleep on those legs. Oh, so he faked the slide. Sauce time. Pickett. Did that work? Touchdown, Pitt.
2: That's a nice sidestep there, like a little like yeah. the low knees and everything. Now, FYI, Mark
1: Whipple resigned as the OC for the Pitt Panthers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Um, so what's, what's interesting here, Mo, is the the backlash on Twitter was like, oh my God, that can't be allowed, that can't be allowed. Look, like the thing is, um, What came out later was there's not a rule against pretending to slide. I know in the NFL, if you give your if you start to give yourself up, you're yeah. considered down, and and it's like a judgment call by the referee. Um, Look, it's it's cool for Kenny Pickett to take advantage of that, but that's going to be a loophole that's closed because the next guy who tries that's going to get murdered, right?
1: Well, they they had a good point. Someone made a point on on the Paul bomb show that hey, defense are going to say, listen, bleep it, go hit him. Yeah, take the penalty, take it, take the fifteen. Just teach him a lesson. Don't don't do that again and move on.
0: Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll we'll have to see how that. looks. of course, for those who haven't seen it, it's the clip of Kenny Pickett, uh, running. And pretending to slide before uh, taking off and uh, scoring touchdown. You see, you literally see defenders stop going after pick. Of course.
1: And then Wake Forest was out of, out of his weight class in that game. Either. Well, yeah, they weren't going to win that game. Either. No, they weren't. It, just,
0: it was an interesting way to start that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course.
2: All right, next one. Uh, Zion Williamson. I forgot, to, I forgot to put a headline. Uh, you guys get point guard with the beard. Shooting guard, James Harden. James Harden. Remember everyone was saying he was getting fat? Mm-hmm. Zion was. Williamson's agent has probably told him to do the exact same strategy as he's been eating a lot of food more recently in a specific game for New Orleans and Houston. Uh, so we see here a photograph of him in a gigantic track suit, very form fitting.
0: Uh, the first thing I thought of was there's a commercial that came out uh, at the beginning of the NBA season of Zion on a couch playing video games, eating Doritos. It's a really bad look, and it looks like um, it wasn't a prop. He was clearly eating those Doritos. Um, he's he's looking like he's about to go down to the warehouse and put in an order for Dunder Mifflin. Like he he looks exactly like uh, like like the dude who played Daryl yeah. on The Office.
1: Yeah, he's he's very big, he, and he wanted now know if he can. You know uphold the weight that he has on him because zero percent chance he's yeah, gonna get hurt man he will like. get hurt and that's gonna be the scary part for but is it career. is
0: it a tactic is it him trying to get out of new orleans you think
1: look, what he's on his third head coach now new orleans i believe he uh, got stan van gundy hi- uh, fired yeah I, I think look new orleans isn't a really stable basketball organization they could be a team that might have to offload him in the next year or two
2: yeah uh, and our last topic for today, and this one's a little bit hilarious, a little
1: bit sad. Yeah, I got go, to go uh, move the car, actually. I've been summoned.
0: It's the it's last <laughs> last topic. Well, you can leave immediately after this. Yes.
2: Uh, Be better. Online mortgage retailer Better.com laid off 900 employees over Zoom this week, representing about 15% of their entire workforce. They have this recorded and available for everyone to watch. In,
1: time in my career, I'm doing this,
2: and I do not, do not want to do this. The last time I did it, I cried. Um, this time I hope to be stronger. But we are laying off about 15%
1: of the company for a number of reasons. The market, efficiency, and performances, and productivity. If you're on this call, you are part of the unlucky group. Fuck you, dude. That is being laid off. Your employment
2: here is terminated in time in my career. I'm doing this. Yeah.
1: Now. yeah. Now, so Mo, well, for- let's get
0: your comments first because you gotta move the car. Yeah.
1: Um that's corporate for you, man. It's a cold blooded <laughs> business. I hate it. It's the toughest thing in the world, but uh Help these uh, people, uh, male, or female, are able to find jobs soon enough for them in this COVID nineteen. For world additional
2: was. context, they got four weeks of severance. They got their health benefits extended for three months. Um, so the packages is not bad. It comes after a re- around the venture capitalist funding for them to continue b- with a shit ton of money. But I imagine a lot of it's towards the actual investment in the properties and not the staff and wages and everything. So, so here
0: is the thing, though. He mentioned specific things like, oh, it's because of the market and productivity and uh, performance. But then, but he's also laying off 900 people at a time without doing them the courtesy of telling them why their productivity wasn't up to par. Why? Why was uh, that the market factors affected them specifically? Why was these 900 and not another 900? It's um, it's the biggest cop out. And I know someone who's a hatchet person for a pharmaceutical company who I won't mention here. His job is to meet with people and specifically tell them why it is that they're the ones being laid off. And it's rare for me to say a pharmaceutical company is doing it better than anyone else. <laughs> so it is shocking. Um, I Honestly, I'm, I'm glad this leaked and I'm, I'm happy they're getting bad press for this.
2: I mean, it's expected.
0: Yeah, and it's the holidays, man. The, this couldn't wait till January. This couldn't wait till January.
2: Come 900 on. people, what's the salary for a month? That's yeah, a lot of money. figure it out. Yeah Figure Take it out Take it out of your bonus
0: Yeah t- exactly What's what's the CEO doing personally Well how's was his performance considering He's got to lay off 900 people Um, I think it was a fun show Little was a little, a little, different, little, fun show. little Th- different with Mo in the house Thank uh, you to Mo Yeah I It's mean,
2: cool It's cool to get Empty chair is a nice look
0: <laughs> Mo had to go move his car uh, But yeah It's not a live show per se But we kind of do this fairly live I want to thank everyone for watching I want to thank Mo Khan for uh sitting in with us today and eagle thank you for all the work you've done for those who have not yet done so please do like subscribe rate review do all that fun stuff otherwise eagle will come to your house and replace all of your orange juice with cranberry juice and nobody likes that shit thank you all for listening and thank you all for letting me be myself you've been listening to hot sauce sports